As you delve into the shadowy world of the supernatural with Professor Mortimer Blackwood on Monsters with Mortimer. Welcome to tonight's episode of Monster Talk. I'm your host, Mortimer Blackwood, and tonight we have two very special guests, Dr. Victor Frankenstein and his creature. I'm sure someone as infamous as Dr. Frankenstein needs no introduction. He is a man whose name alone conjures up images of lightning bolts, mad science, and dark, cobweb-filled laboratories. His reputation precedes him as a brilliant yet controversial figure whose obsession with pushing the boundaries of science has led him down a path paved with unspeakable horrors and unimaginable consequences. Tonight, fiends, we will delve into the mind of this enigmatic character and explore the depths of his twisted genius. Hello, Mortimer. Dr. Frankenstein. It's such a delight to have you on the show. Thank you, Mortimer. It's an honor to have me here. Truly. And he's been called a crime against God, a monster, and a menace. He's the creation of Dr. Victor Frankenstein. And he's here to share his unique perspective on life, love, and the pursuit of vengeance. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be electrified as we delve into the mind of the creature. Hello, Mortimer. And you, my friend, I must say, you're looking quite, well, monstrous tonight. Thank you, Mortimer. Thank you for inviting me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Doctor, but I believe the last time I saw you, we were digging up graves in Estonia. (laughs) Ah, yes, those uh, Soviet occupations were always lucrative. Yeah, especially the second one. Of course, it was all for science. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dr. Frankenstein... I understand you've delved into DNA research and applications... Can you tell us a little about that? I think that I can honestly say I am one of the greatest minds of our time. (sighs) My contributions to science and medicine are unparalleled. Because other researchers are bound by scientific ethics. Oh, I see there's some disagreement going on. Right now, with my latest experiments in DNA manipulation and bioengineering, I'm poised to change the world once again. Well... Don't keep us in suspense. I will be able to create diseases, enhance human abilities, control phenotypes. What? And even create chimeras with a host and a few cells. Mortimer, ask yourself, how is this man not in prison? Prison? What do you mean? Where is the oversight from the scientific community? Interesting. Have there been any formal complaints from your peers, Doctor? My peers? Mortimer, I'm a member in good standing of the ORR. Or? The Organization for Rogue Researchers. 
My work is well received there. For example, I've been working on a way to splice together the DNA of different organisms, creating new hybrids that could potentially revolutionise the medical field. The possibilities are exhilarating. Fascinating. And what kind of organisms are we talking about here? Well, I've been experimenting with a variety of organisms, from scorpions to crocodiles. My ultimate goal is to create a human-animal hybrid, one that could potentially wield benefits for both species. That's... ambitious. <sighs> he never learns. And what about the ethics of all this? Creating new life forms, playing God... I understand your concerns, Mortimer, but it's vital to move beyond our primitive notions of morality if we want to progress as a species. Isn't there an inherent risk? We've seen in the past how genetic engineering can have unintended consequences. Or be used in corrupt and disastrous ways. Disastrous for who? Who? Do I need to mention the murder hornets? Murder hornets? Um, look, Mortimer, every success begins from a trail of failures. It's the scientific method. Science isn't for quitters. Fascinating. But some critics argue that playing God in this way is dangerous and unethical. What do you say to that? <laughs> critics! Uh, Mortimer, I don't have time for the opinions of small-minded individuals who can't see the bigger picture. Murder hornets. I'm creating new life forms, pushing the boundaries of what is possible. And while some may quibble about the morality of it all, I know that I'm on the right side of history. I see. Uh, creature, do you have any thoughts on Dr. Frankenstein's disregard for consequences? Please, call me Adam. And yes, Mortimer, I do. He is so blinded by his own inventiveness that he can't see the harm he's caused. He doesn't care about the consequences because he thinks he's above them. Well, what harm has he caused? Okay. Let's talk about Dr. Frankenstein's history since he brought it up. <laughs> Certainly. Well, you mentioned the grave robbing yourself, although I'm surprised he was willing to get his hands dirty. I am not a common grave robber. I was a resourceful... Or profiteer? And there's also the period he worked with the Cold Spring Harbor Laboratories with Charles Davenport in the 1920s. The American eugenics pioneer? Uh, That's the one. Which, as you know, led to the program of live human experimentation and forced sterilization used by the Nazis. My talent and inventiveness is what separates me from the rest of society. So, you believe that the ends justify the means? Anyone who can't grasp the micro view of my work is frankly not worth my time. Strong words. But let's move on to a different topic. So, Adam, I understand you've been doing a little reading. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. So tell me, what insights have you gained about the world? I've seen the worst of humanity, Mortimer. People are capable of great evil. And they often treat those who are different with cruelty and violence. I think there is entirely too much focus on acceptance. I mean, if we stopped to worry about how people feel all the time, we'd never get anything done. The need for acceptance and communication is part of what makes people human. Interesting. So, do you think that Adam's experiences with humankind are inconsequential? This creature is one of the world's greatest scientific success stories. I mean, look at it! 
Look at my creation! I see. Adam, how do you feel about being referred to as my creation? <sighs> it's dehumanizing, Mortimer. <laughs> dehumanizing? Oh, so you're a human now. It's led me down some dark and destructive paths. But I've been working with a fantastic therapist, and I'm starting to find my place in the world. <laughs> it was my therapist who recommended I try reading in the first place. What was the first book you read? Yertle the Turtle by Dr. Seuss. Since then, I've been interested in the idea of power and its abuses. Uh, the man's not even an actual doctor. Theodore Geisel was awarded an honorary PhD from Dartmouth. In what? Coloring. Dr. Frankenstein, please. So, Adam, reading Yertle the Turtle got you thinking about the abuse of power. You see, Mortimer, I came to realize that enforced inequity is an essential tool of the larger capitalist system. Yes, I see. And what do you think that has to do with power? The workers are exploited, and the wealthy keep us fighting with each other as they continue to prosper. In the end, only a very small portion of the world's population benefits. Interesting. But you yourself are a powerful creature. You're welcome for that, by the way. Sure, sure. Now, picture me sipping a Macallan 64-year-old scotch at the Yacht Club, rubbing elbows with the elite. So, you feel abject? Yes, you could say that. I see. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein... What do you think of Adam's feelings of abjection and the obvious progress that he's made? What can I say? He's a fascinating specimen, to be sure. But let's not forget that he wouldn't exist without me. What kind of existence did you imagine he would have? I created him. I brought him to life. He can read all the Doctor's use he wants, but he is ultimately beholden to me. I'll show you beholden. Are you saying you anticipated a life of servitude for him? What? No! No? I had anticipated rekindling one of the greatest minds the world has ever lost. But then there was that whole brain mix-up, and instead of having scintillating conversations with another genius, I wound up with him. And Adam, do you think you will ever achieve true autonomy? Oh, please, who does? Oh, yes. I will someday. I see. So, can we say that you were made for each other? No. Oh, no, no, I made him for me, and he would do well to remember that. Well, I have to ask, how do the two of you keep your relationship exciting after all these years? <laughs> Mortimer, I think you might be making some assumptions about our relationship. <laughs> oh, come now. You two have been together for a long time, and you have both evolved. Surely there must be some secrets to such a successful partnership. Mortimer, Dr. Frankenstein and I despise each other. It's true. We've spent decades trying to destroy each other. Really? I had no idea. Well, Mortimer, you know what they say. Keep your friends close, and the thing that wants to destroy you, closer. Oh, I'll get him one of these days. Oh, yes. Like the time you tried to tamper with my laboratory equipment. Too bad you can't tell the difference between a genetic sequencer and a Bunsen burner. No. More like the time I killed your brother. Yes, but there were consequences for that, weren't there? My brother may be gone, but you're still alone and miserable, aren't you? That's right. You both lost your loves to your thirst for vengeance. 
Yes, it was a tragedy. All that work lost. Are you speaking of your wife, Elizabeth? No. No. Elizabeth's death was a cunning brutality visited upon an innocent creature who was loved by everyone who knew her. I mean, she was your cousin. Does the world really need more inbred aristocrats? Well, I mean, historically. What? How dare you! You forced my hand when you decided I deserve nothing more than a life of contempt and salad. You're not seriously proposing that I am responsible, are you? Your scorn for the lives of the rank and file of humanity is mind-blowing. I am working towards improving life for humanity. Improving humanity! Who asked you? Maybe if you stopped killing people, you wouldn't be so lonely. Oh, boo-hoo, I'm ugly and people are afraid of me. I am the face of your shameless violations against nature. Look into the ugliness and hate you have created. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please! Stop! 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 You're going to kill him! Oh, oh, oh no! My back! We, 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 we appear to have struck a nerve, journalists. You're a monster here, Doctor. You should never have defied me! Oh my. You. You never understood it! Science! Is, uh, is Adam going to be all right? Yes, yes. He will recover, unfortunately. Oh, well, on that note, I, I think it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> Thank you both for speaking with me. My pleasure, Mortimer. Just remember, the future belongs to those who dare to dream big and take enormous <laughs> risks. Wise words indeed. Thank you, Victor. And thank you all for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of Monsters with Mortar. Are you all right? You've been listening to Monsters with Mortar, stitched together, an 11th hour production. Featuring Owen McCune as Professor Mortimer Blackwood. Matt Fearnley as Dr. Victor Frankenstein, and Kareem Cronfley as The Creature. Dialogue editing and artwork by Monique Boudreau. Directing and sound design by Matthew Boudreau. Theme by Tom Rory Parsons. Visit us online at www.11thhouraudio.com. Visit our Patreon page to become a contributor. <laughs>